When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you on a Redemption Thursday. I'm Jeff, that is Tom, there is Director Matthew, and you guys are listening to us. Thank you for that. Hope you're well. If you're watching on Warchant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe. Let's get to, let's get to, uh, Mike, you know, Tom, we'll have to exit out of that music with the quickness here, because I, I think I'm back to doing this full on now, right? Yeah, buddy. There it is. You didn't think you You didn't think you'd like to hear the sound of that bell, did you? It's the return of the bell. It's back. The NIT is within reach. It's within reach. It worked. I can't believe that it worked. I jokingly stated on yesterday's show uh at the end that um you know, I was going to try to put the the reverse uh, jinx on myself and, and do all of that in, in order to sacrifice for the team. And uh, I went ahead and, and placed a wager that Notre Dame would come in and cover the two against Florida State in the hopes that I would lose that wager. And damn it, man, I sure did. Good on you, boys. All right. I don't know what in the world to think about this basketball team. I just don't. Um, I know... Kind of off and on all year long, we got excited about uh, John Butler, the potential for John Butler to be a a really good player uh, because of that shot, that silky smooth shot. Then he kind of just went away for a while, and you're like, oh, he was hurt for a little while, then he didn't play well, then he looked lost, and you're like, I don't know. He's like everybody else this year, just kind of here one minute, gone the next. But uh, four or five from beyond the arc will work. Silky smooth shooter, man. Fun to watch. I can't. I love his game. Sixteen points for him last night. Eight boards. Uh, I, I think he had a, a, a. He had what? Three blocks, four blocks, something like that. He was good. What a player last night. Anthony Polite returned. That helped. Played well. I didn't expect that. If you're Coach Bray, you're about tired of Florida State. I mean, there's no excuse to come in here and lose to this team, and yet they did. And um, you know that first half looked like. Uh, a setup for Notre Dame to to go on and win this game rather handily because they were really good in in most every area. Um, you look at the a glimpse at the stats from the first half last night: nineteen of thirty eight, five of nine from beyond the arc. I was worried about that. We talked about and that. They finished strong too. There was a flurry in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, 
26 to 16, they had the lead in points in the paint, 15 to 9 on second chance points. Um, so you just thought, well, this is a problem. This is, you know, this they're going to go if this continues into the second half, we we can't win because you're losing all these important categories. Now, I will say we were shooting the lights out and that kept us around. We shot nearly 50% in the first half. We were 6 of 13 from beyond the arc and that'll keep you around when you're not winning in the other aspects of the game. Yeah, well, I mean, at the 10-minute mark, you're on a 100-point pace for both yeah, teams. Yeah. It's breakneck stuff. It's old-school 1980s basketball pace to it in terms of the efficiency and the scoring. And you figure if anybody's going to wane, it would be us. But then, you know, you respond, you start in the second half, and then Notre Dame looks to be gripping the basketball a little bit tighter on their shots. Oh, for 10 from yeah. beyond the arc in the second half? That's exactly. That's a running kick to the cojones, right? Not shooting well from the free throw line. No. Nothing was coming easy except around the glass at times. They could get to the glass and score quickly if they wanted to, but they kept on hoisting those threes because that's what they do. That's yeah. what they're used to doing, and it did not happen for them on that end of the court. That's when you need a coach to call a timeout and say, guys... We're kicking their ass in the paint. Stop hoisting threes. Tonight, none of you appear to be dead-eyed dick, and we're going to lose this game if you keep doing that. So I love it when coaches who are often fawned over and lauded throughout the ACC uh, and oftentimes at the expense of our own Leonard Hamilton like to um, say what they say and, and, and describe these guys and then, then they come in and they do the things that we've seen pretty consistently over the last five years. And you're like, hmm, yeah, maybe, maybe he got out coached. Imagine that happened again. That can't happen. What are you talking about? Yeah. We're not allowed to out coach anybody. Well, it happens a lot, Tom. And 22 to 10, FSU was being outscored in the second half in points in the paint for the game. 48 to 26 points in the paint, and yet they're out there shooting threes. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, and he called a timeout a couple of times in the second half just to settle down because he was tired of the up-and-down action and, and what was going on. Into our athleticism. Right, well, it reminded me of, like you're talking about, a, f- a couple few years ago when it was everybody's uh, game plan, whether it was anybody from like Jim Laranega yeah, up to, of yeah. course, that's what Tony Bennett does, but even the more athletic teams in the league, you'd see them run down the shot clock because they're saying, no way we're we getting not track getting into a track meet with we're these guys. We're not doing this. No, we, we don't have the requisite depth or athleticism to do it. And so even though this isn't that team, when I saw those timeouts, I thought, to your point, that maybe there'd be more feeding of the ball inside. Yeah, you think? And it never really materialized. Just such a damn shame. It's yeah, unfortunate it's- for them. Now they got to sweat out a game over uh, with Pitt to close out their slate. Notre Dame is saying, oh, now don't blow this. Yeah, they Notre Dame averages over nine threes, made threes a game. They love to do it. They don't turn the ball over all that much. Coming into the game... They shot free throws well. Um, in close games, Tom, this year, uh, I looked this up yesterday when I was going to make the wager and I was having fun with it. In close games, they're 7-2 they're and two in games decided by three baskets or less. So they've won all the close games because they make free throws and they make a lot of threes. Well, they didn't make free throws and they didn't make a lot of threes and uh, they refused to take advantage of the what they had. Well, I thought the broadcast said it right, though, down the stretch. We did give them every every opportunity in the final two minutes, two and a half minutes to come back, win the ball game. Um, but the two key moments to me were the polite three off of a broken play. That just looked like a ridiculous set. And the next thing you know, he released that in a tenth of a second, too, from the, uh, yeah. the elbow. And then also, once you get the offensive rebound in the next situation where it's a two-point game, they're going to let it run down, no shot clock left, around 10 seconds, and, and it's it, – becomes a team rebound for us out of bounds to draw up draw up a play this counts as drawing up a play everybody for Raquan Evans 
to be wide open near the bench. Screen actions, whatever they did from away the ball, uh, away from the ball, to get zero in a place where he is wide open to accept the inbounds pass and get hacked. That dude is a free throw machine, and he is a machine inside of a minute to go as yeah, well in right. regulation. So to draw up that play in that moment to help ice the game was the thing for me. So those two moments down the stretch, that helps you close it. That gets you the confidence you need. If whatever virus is ailing Matthew Cleveland subsides by the time we get on a plane to Brooklyn next week. Oh, what magical week, buddy. Hey. I just, I love it. 750 to 1 odds don't look crazy now, do they? They do look crazy. Still? Yeah, no, we're not going to win the ACC. This could be the second place team in the league. It's going to be at yeah, least a share of it. Yeah, they're going to be in second. They're going to they're going to finish up in second. Uh, yeah, I still would be surprised. I would still be very surprised if we if we won the ACC tournament. Yeah, I'd find that pretty shocking. This would be the year. Hey, Georgia Tech took it from us last year. Who the hell were they? Sons of bitches. We collapsed at the end of the year. That was frustrating. John Butler, uh, as I mentioned, sixteen points on six of eleven shooting, three, uh, four or five from beyond the arc. But he added eight boards and a steal and four block shots. Was really good. Raquan Evans, twelve points, didn't shoot it all that well. Did make two trays though. Uh, hit big free throws again. That's been the story of his season. He's had these highlight moments, and you know what? Good for you, young man. Take that with you. You'll remember it forever. Perhaps if you're playing uh, basketball overseas. Um, you reflect back on your time here, and, and that, that, that's not a veiled shot at all. I mean, obviously he's not an NBA player, but that kid has had some great moments this year, and I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, just been a tough year. Anthony Polite returning helped immensely against Notre Dame's four guards, so that that's helpful. He had a good game. Um, he looked fresh. Yeah. Best performance we've ever seen from Tanner and Gom. It's, uh, Ira must have been beaming, uh, and Gom had his first good game ever. 12 points, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 5 boards, an assist, a steal, block shot, 20 minutes. All right, Tanner. You didn't see that he gave Tanner, and uh, it was like a bouquet with a Bushnell in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here you go. Here are the binoculars from oh, me to you. You get the binoculars award. I like it. Hey, so you know why Wilkes hit that three early, time, and I almost texted you because you had you'd called it just to, to kind of ridicule me or to have fun with me. Uh, but he finished with all of six points. So that was a good start, though. <laughs> Set the tone. <laughs> I guess. Well, we hit our first five. Yeah. You know? Cameron Fletcher with nine points, uh, one of two from beyond the arc. There, four of eight from the field, five boards, uh, in just twenty-one minutes. He he always shows splashes. Uh, really happy for another kid this year, and that is uh, the weatherman. Harrison Prieto, who continues to play really well. Um, line drive three in this game, too. Yeah, he did. It was his only three, but it, it, yeah. Uh, I nine, don't know. That thing got more than six inches above the rim from the time he that? let it go. Who was that who uh, used to do that for us that went to the league? We got, got drafted late. Ryan Reed. Ryan Reed. I yeah. couldn't believe he got drafted. I remember thinking, what in the world? That was uh, the, the corner three against North Carolina mm-hmm. on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It, it forced overtime. Uh, Worley went score scoreless. I will say this about Worley going scoreless because you know he uh, he's played better late in the year. Uh, I'm glad it didn't affect his defense. You know he was still able uh, to 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 pull down five boards. He had two steals. He did block a shot. So you know when sometimes when you're missed when your shots aren't falling, it can affect other aspects of your game, especially when you're young and immature and frustrated. It can add up. I thought he really played hard defensively, despite the fact that he couldn't buy a basket. So. All right, that's good. So here it is, Florida State, and this is the news. This is here's what's, I guess, worthy of what I'm about to do, because I thought it was in peril. I think we all realized it was in peril, and yet, nay, nay, 
Ain't going to happen, baby. With that win last night, Florida State guaranteed an overall winning record for the 17th consecutive season in program history. Let that linger, baby. 17 consecutive seasons with a winning record. That's not like the be-all, end-all, but hey, man. Hey, that dates back to my undergrad years. It was in peril. We were in real trouble until these breakout performances out of nowhere. On the road at the JPJ against Virginia on senior night. Uppity Virginia fans fell to their knees with sadness. Heartbreak is what ensued. So real quick, Mm. looking at the bracket for next week in Brooklyn. Mm. (laughs) Here it is. Because when you're in the 8-9 game, unfortunately, if you win it, you draw the one. So the second game in Brooklyn would be against Duke, and that would be Duke's first game. And that'd be, that's it, that's all. If it wasn't, would you believe at that point? If they're still playing if after game Duke, two, if round two. Duke, yeah, that'd be funny. I don't know if I'll allow myself at any point to believe that they're going to the NCAA tournament because they win the ACC tournament in one magical week in Brooklyn, Tom. And right now, as it stands now, if it went chalk. Get the shirt. If it went chalk outside of our massive upset of Duke. Yeah. Do you know who we would face in the semifinals? Miami. That's right. Man, I can't have it end like this. We cannot get to the semis. I'll see you in the semis. I will, we cannot do that, man. So, Well, it needs to be magical. It You'll can't have be to, short of magical. By, oh, so by the way, you will have to grab the sound clip from the Big Lebowski because think about him saying Pendejo uh, 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 where we get the opportunity to play Miami in the semis. Miami. The sound clip, right. buddy. Right, but you said that with an A and not an but E yeah, and yeah, yeah. and not an E. Yeah, so therefore, yeah, it's yeah. not an FCC violation in Spanish. No, it's well not, done. Yeah, That's yeah. next level. You see what I did there? Next level. That's what I do. <laughs> so you'll have to play the sound clip, and we'll bleep it. But <laughs> That's why you said pan, as in That's bread. Right. That's right. And not pan, as in right. Uh, correct. Yeah. Well, I said it like a gringo. So <laughs> You said it intentionally wrong. Yes. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. It's like saying the word frick, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with frick. Nothing. Nothing. Frickin' H. Yeah, man. So, 17 consecutive seasons uh, with a winning record. Senior day this Saturday. Uh, I think NC State's disinterested. Get ready for another win. And you know what's weird? We'd finish 500 in the conference then for the season. And Florida State has 10 ACC losses, which is not ideal. But we're 4-2 and two against the top four teams in the ACC. Come on. Bring it. That means we're going to lose to somebody who's sorry, Tom, when we get to the ACC tournament. Well, no, that means that if we get by that 8-9 game against Syracuse, you mm-hmm. have to believe because there's a two-thirds chance. I'm not going to break out the Scott Steiner thing, but there's a two-thirds chance, 66.6% chance, that we are going to beat the number one seed Duke. <laughs> or the number four seed Miami on the way to the championship game. Ah, uh, I see you rolled your way into the semis. <laughs> In the other three ACC games last night, Wake Forest used a second half. Uh, offensive explosion, Tom, is what you could call that. The Roper Road. Yeah. Uh, 101-76 in Winston-Salem to finish up their ACC schedule at 13-7. and Miami took care of business and helped offset my losses. Because last night, uh, or at the end of the show yesterday, I told everybody, going to take a little Miami on the road, minus four against Boston College. They won 81-70. That's a cover. We jumped on the cover train. That helped out. Needed Good thing that. you didn't parlay them. Needed that. No, no. Didn't parlay them. 
Clemson rallied past Georgia Tech 68-65 at the Little John. And uh, here are the ACC standings. Duke, North Carolina now in second. Old rolled out there. Roy was in attendance the other night. He was looking good, looking good. I thought I thought the next time I saw rolled out there Roy, he would be beleaguered. But he's keeping it together. Maybe he'll be back. Oh, I can, one can only dream. Uh, Notre Dame now tied with North Carolina. Uh, two back at Duke. Miami, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Virginia, and Florida State. Right there, buddy. Winners of two straight in the ACC, and as you alluded to, 9-10 and 10 in conference with a chance to get to 500. Not only securing a winner rec- winning record on the season despite myriad injury, but also a 500 record within reach in the ACC with said injuries. Okay, okay, bravo, keeping this group together in what has been a disappointing year on a lot of levels. Some things you couldn't control at all, not your fault at all. Others, mm, little... You know, misstep here or there, but they have fought on. They have fought on, and there was a team at one point going back to that BC game that was straight up on quit watch. And you know how we don't like oh, to yeah. throw that around, baby. I saw some prognostication last night said uh, even in the broadcast alluding to these guys never gave up. I'm like, eh. Eh, <laughs> it was know. a moment or two. They ultimately they haven't. They have not. But there have but, been in game moments yeah. where we're like, mm, yeah, I'm detecting a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey. Bravo, boys. You got the choo-choo today. I rang, rang the hell out of that bell. I'm never going to be so happy to go to the damn NIT. Well, maybe not. Maybe the magical oh. run in Brooklyn happens. And Buddy, you're going to get rich. If it happens, hurry up and get the shirts made, and let's go. Well, the problem is, now, well, mind you, well, that once the it happens, logo people... will be on the back of the shirt. So, I mean, I'm entitled to some profits from whatever it is we sell. Well, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> you know, some. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun. What were you going to say? Uh, I forget. That's, it was immaterial. Yeah. Okay. It's Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply head on over to warchant.com for the latest position preview later today i think it'll be up i don't know is it up already? I didn't check before we went on the air. You and I, it, there's no way the turnaround happened that quickly. We've got incredibly talented individuals that work here at Warchant.com, and lots of them. But that would have been a record for a turnaround on a position preview video. Yeah, I mean. Given I, that we just did it an hour ago. Listen, um, I can do it pretty quickly. Not even Aslan probably can turn it around that fast because he's, the, uh, and he's, he's the, the wizard. He's a wizard. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be up later today. We're going to wait. Till tomorrow? It might be uh, first thing in the morning. Uh, I think that's a little late. Oh, well, you can take it up with yeah, the managing editor. Let's go, everybody. Let's get let's get it up there. Uh, I mean, what are we waiting on here? People need to be able to read that preview long before things get going tomorrow. Uh, also, that preview was for defensive backs, and one of the things that happens when you go through the ledger 
and you look at the names and the uh, participants, um, you get excited because you say to yourself, man, they got a ton of people there. Ton of people. Uh, doesn't mean always with the numbers that that's a great thing. But uh, in this case, I do think it means uh, they've got a lot of options. And, and, and I think it's probably the most talented and deepest segment uh, on, the, on the field. I mean, and you would start with Jamie Robinson like we did in the video because he was really good last year. It is amazing to think how terrible they were. Uh, for the first half of the season, and then how much better they were by the back end. Were they, you know, locked out? No. Were they trustworthy? Were they consistent by season's end? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, uh, in the modern game of football, it's awfully difficult to shut people down. You see it with Alabama. You see it with Clemson and others. Um, you know, just modern offenses have a distinct advantage. The rules in college give them that advantage as well. And so you're not going to get shut down the way that uh, you used to in college football, the way that we tend to reflect in our mind about what a great defense looks like, you know, shutouts and, and the like. It ain't happening in, in, in big-time college football anymore. A spiked baseball, the next one we get at Woo! this university, against a Power 5 opponent, right? Yeah. That's got to be platinum or, or golden. And, and, at this point, I'll take it against anybody, Tom. We lost to Jacksonville State last year. That's true. I'll take a spiked baseball against anybody. Duquesne? Okay, maybe not. Okay. Okay, right. you're right about that. But Jamie Robinson, Jerrion Jones, Jarvis Brownlee, and Marion Cooper, Kevin Knowles, Akeem Dent. I mean, you just rattle off those names. Those are guys that you feel like, for the most part, are pretty trustworthy. They've got weaknesses in their games. Not to say they're perfect. They're not you know, first-round draft picks or anything like that. But they're, they're guys that are uh, you feel pretty good about. Marion Cooper really played well. Uh, as a true freshman, Kevin Knowles played really, really well and made splashes as a true freshman. So they're only going to get better. We know that. And they gained valuable experience last year. God, could you imagine if they ever got anything out of Travis J? I mean, as athletic as he is, I don't know that we can trust that. Uh, he doesn't make plays on the football, but, man, he's big and athletic. Maybe, maybe well, the light bulb I goes off. I don't know. I feel like if there was a home for him at this point, and it was good to see again, I'll reiterate, that he was in a garnet jersey when we were there for tour of duty workouts, which means he's in the upper crust, the yeah, upper half yeah, of yeah. the people who are invested, because you worry. But if Kevin Knowles can get flexed outside with a Marion, maybe a slot corner, because he can match up with bigger targets in the middle of the field. So he could match up with a tight end, right? You would think if he's not going to win jump balls, as he should on the outside, or he'll put himself in position but not finish. Remember McFadden had that problem yeah. for a long time? Oh, yeah, long time. He had the one year where he had a bunch of picks, and then there was an issue after that. Yeah. But, all right, if you can't do that, then maybe you can win over the middle of the field, and that also leaves you in the box in certain situations to blitz or, or to be there as run support. He certainly has the body type to do all of those things. Yeah, and you can look at guys. they got a lot of big corners. I mean, you love the length, but I'm looking at a couple of guys that I think they graduate to being a linebacker. Now, they did that with Brendan Gant, and a lot of people would say, well, you know, he's 6'2", he's, he's big, you know, he was destined to do that. Well, I think they wanted him out of that defensive back room. I think they're trying to clean that room up a little bit. They've had some personality clashes. They've had some discipline issues. I'm not talking about criminal activity or anything like that. I'm just talking about guys not – being buttoned up, doing what they're supposed to do on a day-to-day -day basis. So I guess the, we didn't talk about this in the video, but the devil's advocate card to play would be if you don't have a pass rush, are these guys actually good? 
or were they were their deficiencies even more masked by the ability of Keir Thomas and Jermaine half. Johnson? Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll find out, won't we? Because I don't think right. we're going to nearly have as effective a pass rush this year with the front four as we had a year ago. And that was kind of Ira's point, not to spoil the whole damn video, but you know, if you have to bring more pressures, then you're leaving some dudes on an island. And can they handle themselves in those situations? Because sometimes you don't get home. And that, that pisses us off here in this fan base, every fan base. I but think, I think we've Amari seen a lot Cooper of that. Can. I think Amari and Cooper can. You think Knowles maybe can? That's the hope, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's the hope. We'll see if he... I don't want to leave Jarvis Brownlee on an island. Right. Definitely uh, not Jerry on. No. So we start limiting the number of guys right. you can have on yeah. the yes. field. That's yeah. the situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, but if we're talking about play, let me ask you this, because I, I kind of alluded to this as well in the video. It's a lengthy video, so you guys go watch it when it comes up. But how many guys, I mean, there aren't too many segment groups on this football team where you go, you know what, that's a group that I just I set it and forget it. I trust them. I feel pretty good about that. Like, you don't, you don't say that about too many groups. Are there any groups you say that about? Yeah, the defensive line, the interior of the defensive yep. line is what you, who you say that about, right? They, they would be the first group that comes to mind where you go, you know what, we're good there. We're good. We got three really reliable guys in the middle that I feel very strongly about. I feel, you know, they're, a, they're plus players, and they've got a lot of experience. And they're the requisite size, so you feel good about that. The next group that you would say that about are these defensive backs, and it's because you know that there's a good chance a guy like Shaheen Brown – Takes a big step forward this year, right? They loved him last year. He's a redshirt freshman. He got a lot of time. Big kid. Might have to be a situational guy. But you feel good about him stepping forward and playing good football this year. You think Kevin Knowles will certainly do that with the experience that he got. The aforementioned Amarion Cooper is a guy you feel very good about. You have guys that you know can flat-out play. Jamie Robinson can flat-out play. All right, So you got another guy in Jamie Robinson. I think Jerrion Jones is going to be better than he was a year ago. I think I think he has a chance to be a good football player. I mean, at times he was a good football player for us last year. Uh, Brownlee is who he is, um, a pretty average corner who plays with great passion and heart. Uh, he's an effective football player. And he can tackle. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Sidney Williams is a thumper, doesn't cover well. be interesting to see what he does this year. They've talked highly about – Jarquez McClellan in this camp. And flash with a couple of turnovers. That's right, right? Renardo Green seems to have a renewed interest in, more importantly, health. He, you know, he had a problem with injury. So, uh, and then we'll see. I don't know. You know, given that they were forced to play some young guys last year, you saw that it's possible that guys like that can come in and actually have a positive impact on your team. Who knows? Maybe Sam McCall, as a true freshman, comes in and has a positive impact on your team. He can really run. We know that. He's six foot one with long arms and he can fly. There's, there may be a facet of his game that translates year one. Yeah, what's interesting is is now looking back and thinking Zaria on... Thomas, who I failed to mention. Yeah, who is smooth, Yeah, man. so there's a lot of guys here. Um, Coach Fuller said last year in fall camp when we did the luncheon, like we're going to do tomorrow over at the stadium, excited about that, the luncheon, with, and we get to talk to assistant coaches. The first thing he said before fall camp started was, we need to carve out roles right now. Mm-hmm. Because it's nice that you have players that can play multiple positions, but that that's that's not what we're trying to do here. Yeah, we got to solidify whose job is it to play this position, whose job is it to play and exceed at that position, excel at that position. And in retrospect, what's funny is it clearly took them a month to do so. Because in the interview he had earlier this week on this show, he said that Louisville game, 
we shortened the bench a little bit. Yeah. We figured out who could play where. Yeah. So their goal was to carve out roles in fall camp. That was a failure, apparently. But by the time they got through Louisville, week four, and they were 0-4, they decided that, okay, these are the four or five guys that are going to be the principal players at safety, slot corner, and so forth. And that's what happened. From that point on, the reason that I feel like you can set it and forget it with this position group is because by the end of the year, they knew where the hell each other were going to be. There was a chemistry involved with the way they played, and Mm -hmm. it looked very controlled. Rather than a bunch of freelancing and finger-pointing like we've seen a lot of the last five or six years, you knew where somebody was going to be based upon where the football went a certain part of the field. Yeah. that's That sounds like small things, but again, we've been dealing as a program for a long time where there were no small things being done, no little things. Let's find out if our trust is warranted. We've been wrong. You and I believed last year we were going to see much better play from this unit. We didn't. We thought the year before there was a chance that they were emerging and that there was enough bodies and that they could probably be one of the strengths of the team, I think we said. They weren't. So here we go. Once again, we're entering spring football. Tomorrow, you and me, rest of the War Chant staff, will be at the luncheon talking to coaches. We will have the opportunity. We'll attend the press conference. We'll all get geeked for spring football like we always do. And here we are the day before saying, you know what, I really like this secondary. So put it put it in the column again because we're, we're doing it again. Let's see if it happens. I you know I I think it's going to. You think it's going to. But we've been burned before. So I get my point is I get that listeners are like, mm-hmm, sure Jeff, sure Tom, yeah, and fill us with hope about the secondary. Go ahead. Fully understand that. I get that more more than most because I was pissed about this defensive. I mean, it was just after yeah. Labor Day. I'm yeah. saying, can we stop? Can we stop saying that and declaring <laughs> these guys? Ricks? But by the end of the year, you had at least three if not maybe four out of your five, that you said, oh, wait a minute, they've got a home at outside corner, at slot corner, at safety. This works. We haven't been able to say that in three or four years. And that's what you're going into the offseason with, which is different than in previous years, which is, can you make this magic happen out of nothing? So it's at least better in that regard. Uh, Answer a question on the chat before we go to break, Gator Kirk, and uh, some folks have asked this before, too. Uh, Since we're going to be at the luncheon tomorrow, will there be a Jeff Cameron show? The answer is a resounding yes. Yes, there will be a Jeff Cameron show. The first hour will be pre-recorded. It's me and Tom kind of talking about what we're excited about, looking forward to uh, both you know the, the press conference from Mike Norvell and the interaction with the coaches. We get to see and talk with all the coaches tomorrow, um, and, and we'll learn something from that, but we'll, we'll do the first hour pre-recorded. The second hour will be live. We are going to race over immediately following the luncheon and our conversations as we garner audio from coaches and players and the like. Then we'll race back over here and do the second hour live. So get a half live show and a half uh, pre-recorded show, but the pre-record is tomorrow morning, so it's not like we're going to miss out on the day's events or anything that may break today. Chef Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Do, 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 do. 
you got to see. I didn't. Well, I'm going to put a ribbon on the defensive back talk, but and, and move forward. But uh, you got to see the. You you watched Azure uh, Thomas more than I did. Uh, I was. I saw Sam McCall, and I was impressed. But uh, what was it? it? Fluidity that you love. The fluidity. Oh, yeah. He's a big kid too. Yeah, he runs like Carlos Beltran. You know, it just doesn't look like he's moving, but then you realize he is, and here's why: because he was running next to Sam McCall, mm. and McCall was was hustling quick, and that was in those first agility drills when they moved over to the right side of the practice facility at where we were standing and the defense came over there. I think they were the second group to do that. And uh, it was Hunter Washington, Sam McCall, and Azaria Thomas, you know, one, two, three across. And that he would finish at or in front of Sam McCall, and it looks like McCall's really running, and it doesn't look like Azaria is. I'm thinking, man, that looks like the body type of an over-the-top safety who can just glide from sideline to sideline. Now, I don't know what position they're going to have him play, we're going to find out. That's the great mystery for early on in his career. But to me, that just looks like the body type of a of an enforcer type safety. We'll see. We'll see though. Let's check Jeff's prize picks selections mid show, just because it's going to bother me if I don't. And I want to pimp prize picks. Go uh, log in there and get your uh, War Champ password set up there. The passcode. That's right. And promo uh, code. Promo code is the way to do it there. And uh, let's see here. I'm going to click on my entries. We can do it like those bad my TV entries. commercials. Use promo code WARCHANT at checkout. Uh, Matsuyama's round is nearly in the books. Ooh, I'm sweating it out, buddy. Right now, I'm set. We got it. It's done. <laughs> Woo! That's, that the director is off camera here and clearly has calculated these these over-unders from prizepicks.com. That's fantastic. Sung J.M., also in the books that, for hole 16. That's a shrug. No, I'm good. Uh, carded a four on the on the uh, par five 16. That is, I went under, under for my prize picks. Flex play, people. Sung J.M., Hideki Matsuyama, under four and a half shots, hole 16. Both birdied the hole. That is an under, under combo. Good for 100 bucks to your boy. Woo! That's a good thing. Finally, the director made his uh, War Chant TV debut, I think, there. Did, I, I wasn't watching yeah, this. Yeah, I moved the camera just yeah. so they could see him reviewing mm-hmm. the facts and giving you the thumbs up or the shrugs. All right, another pick, which appears to be pretty good. Keegan Bradley, is he in the is he in the house? Is his round near uh, hole 14, 15? Where's he at? Come on home, Keegan. Let's come on home and not hit any more fairways. He, We're good? This is bad radio. Uh, Stop worrying about the camera. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, he's done for the day. Oh, bam. Got it again. There you go. We went under nine and a half fairways hit for Keegan Bradley. He only hit seven. Old wayward ass. All right. By the way, Tommy Fleetwood, don't go out there screwing this up. I got him under nine fairways, and he is uh, still on the course. He's still got a ways to go, I think, so we're all right. That may be yet another victory for your boy. Even more money on prize picks where you'll use promo code WARCHANT That's when you right. sign up. Now, if I hit that one. You should have seen the amount of signups there were last month. Because I've been talking about the this? The heavy lifting. Unbelievable. So We'll get a renewal out of this, buddy. i gotta, I got to tell you something. Kevin Kisner screwed me today. I had... Three wagers. It mm. looks like I'm well on my way to winning two of the three, so it's a profitable day in the Cameron household on prize picks. But Kevin Kisner hit 11 fairways today. Ooh, all right. I had him going under 10 and a half. Living right. He played well last week, too. Hit 11 fairways. 
How are you not? His score should be so much better. What are we doing? We're well, he doesn't hit it anywhere. Remember that was the uh, Aaron Hills against Brooks? Wasn't it Kisner versus oh, Brooks? Oh, that was a... And he hit it like 260, and Brooks is carrying it like 295. Best thing I ever saw was Dustin Johnson playing with Zach Johnson, our latest Ryder Cup captain, Zach Johnson, and uh, down at Doral. And uh, went down there, watched that tournament, and they had to play together. And I thought, oh, no, Zach, this is not. So if Zach Johnson is our Ryder Cup captain, does that mean that tack glasses are going to be on Ryder Cup commercials? (laughs) Zach... uh, Zach had to lay up, I think it's on 16 at Doral, and, um, you know, you can drive the green. But you have to carry 300 yards, and Dustin did, and um, and Zach laid up with a 7-iron. It was like, oof. You've got a note on the chat from the director telling you that uh, Tommy Fleetwood's had four fairways through seven holes. Okay. All there right. you go. We'll keep watching. We are really deep diving into these uh, PGA over-unders. Well, hold on. Tommy Fleetwood's still got a hit. More five, five more fairways. I don't know if he's got it in him. Five more fairways in the next twelve holes, right? Or is he through seven? Through seven, I believe. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, hang in there, Tommy. <laughs> Yay, prize picks. This hey, is where Thursday. It's, it's a non-major. It's a Thursday. I think Tommy Fleetwood might do okay. Hey, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday rounds. On the PGA Tour, this happens to be Bay Hill, but it could be anywhere, folks. You hear me talking? could be anywhere, and that's how things get even more interesting. Like, I like golf in and of itself. I would watch anyhow, but if you want to spice up your life a little bit, go ahead and maybe bet some over-unders on fairways, yeah. hits, greens and regulation, total strokes on a Thursday, I think and man. We should pick a, in the summer, right, mm-hmm. when it's just dead. We should pick a random Thursday to go to Bumpas or go to Corner Pocket yeah. and bring the show. And it's just a live show. That yeah. Maybe maybe it's carried on the air. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. But all it is is rowdy PGA Tour first round coverage watching, based upon these overs and unders. Mm-hmm. Well, called the the degenerate summer PGA show. Yeah. Well, I we, we did a little, you got a little taste of it right here on a yeah, Thursday. Yeah, you got a little sure taste did. this segment. All right. Prize picks promo code WarChant. Really, you ought to be able to put promo code WarChant. And thanks to Jeff. That's what you ought to be able to do. But I don't get any extra kickback for that, so just go ahead and use promo code WARCHANT. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio WARCHANT TV. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Doris Burke read this headline and was devastated. The headline reads, Kenny Pickett's hands measure eight and a half inches, smaller than any quarterback currently in the NFL. Doris Burke, drinking her morning coffee, pulls up ESPN.com, reads that headline, and spits it out all over the table. Devastated to learn that Kenny Pickett, stout athlete that he is, has tiny hands, not large hands. He better not get drafted by my Steelers. <laughs> you efforting to do Doris Burke indecently is... It's not is, a bad Doris it's, Burke. It's not bad. It's limited. It's limited. The tenor's there, though. I guess. <laughs> she read that headline and went, My God, I hope he never shares a locker room with Kawhi Leonard. What a tough moment that would be. He has to go to the children's locker room. Like me looking for shoes that day, that poor man. I still feel bad oh, about that. Oh, man, all. that was. Yeah. Faux pas. That was next level. Uh, that was. That was emasculating for him. It was tough. 
shouldn't have said that. But uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, small hands, whatever. It's a great life hack, though, the uh, the adult sizes and the children's sizes mm. for women. Correct. Right, to get a youth large rather than pay the full price for a female size yeah, shirt. Yeah. As long as they like the cut of the youth shirt, then you save like 20 bucks on a, on, on a Mets shirt or a Minnesota Twins shirt. I've never learned this before. You know what I would do if I were analyzing quarterbacks that I potentially wanted to draft and uh, we had to do uh, the interview and uh, obviously all the physical tests as they get set for the combine, all the, all the fun stuff, right? Running and jumping and lifting and all that. You know what I'd do? I'd say, hey, Kenny, here's a football. Throw it. Here, Kenny, here's a wet football. Grab it. Run around with it. Throw it. We good? We good? No problems there? All right, we're done here. I don't care if you have five-inch hands. I mean, it's a shame for you. But beyond that, you can throw the football. That's what I'm really concerned about. That would about. be physically amazing, though. <laughs> you know? Look at like, this guy. He can sling 70 yards. It's like Trump's tiny hands. Every time you look at him, you just start giggling. Ridiculous child's hands. So I'm looking at Kenny Pickett's hands. I'm like, eh, they look like normal hands. Moreover, can he throw a football? Yeah, looks like he can throw a football. And guess what? In Pittsburgh, it's freezing. When he played at Pitt, it's cold. It was at a couple snow games. It was rain. He's... You've got plenty of evidence that suggests it doesn't affect him. And guess what else? You're allowed to wear gloves. You can wear gloves. And he did, by the way, on his throwing hand at Pitt, wear a glove, which is kind of strange. But if you can do it, it's not against the rules, and it helped you hold the football. I don't really care. But they'll make a huge deal out of this. You watch all the mocks. Well, you know, Johnny, I love his ability, but these hands. So the, uh, the Zoom in on them. The th- yeah, you have to. They're so small. <laughs> The threshold for mock drafts with trades now is mm. it's, it's moving <laughs> ever still as oh, yeah. we're monitoring this, monitoring, mm-hmm. because Mel Kuyper's second mock draft this year, 2.0, never done before, 2.0 includes trades. It used to be 4.0 or 5.0. Oh, I want massive trades everywhere. Blockbuster Do trades. Do you know why? About. Because it's all trench players. It's boring. This yeah. year's draft is boring. Well, it, we need trench players, and thankfully right. there's an abundance of them, so there you go. Oh, it doesn't mean that it won't help your franchise, but for the networks, for the websites, they're in trouble this year. It's a slow year for Mel, so they had to break out the trades with 2.0. Think about how incredibly awkward it would be doing an interview, and they said, let me see your hand. Just think how weird that would be. Like, Well, uh, I'm not a heroin addict. What are you looking for? I mean... It would just be strange, you know? Uh, you know, next time this comes up, we'll, we'll prep it. Because I want Matthew to grab either uh, an animation or just the photo of Ace Ventura grabbing Don Shula's hand in, in uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Remember he puts the mail in the mailbox? And you see him in there and he's, yeah, got, yeah, like, yeah. And he's, got, yeah. the, he's got the lighter on because he's trying to check for the missing stone in the 84 AFC Championship ring. Because that's what it looks like. <laughs> like Lemony Snicket yeah. holding on to somebody's hand. It's like <laughs> looking at it. Oh, man. So, Kenny Pickett, who I like in this draft, uh, it's not a great quarterback draft. I do think he's going to be a pretty good player in the league, I, you know, for what it's worth. I've learned enough to know that we don't know. That's what I've learned about the NFL draft when it comes to quarterbacks. Other positions, a little bit easier to guess. It is also never not fun to throw your two cents in on whether you think a college quarterback is going to be a good NFL quarterback because we love to look back on all the times that we were terribly wrong and – abundantly right you and i 
would win an award for what we said Russell Wilson would be in the NFL and the mistakes that all of the teams were making as they overlooked him because we first guessed it yeah. ages ago. But guess what? We would have gotten rehired after being fired and getting other stuff wrong because we got that one right. Yeah, but we've been really wrong about some guys too. And that happens because that's what happens with the pros who are paid millions of dollars to do the same. Correct, but I think we were more right about the things we were right about, if you could follow that. Because yeah. Johnny Manziel was well, we, a we, polarizing I figure. I yelled it from the mountain top no that the kid couldn't play a lick yeah. of football at that level. People got mad. Joe Buck's fan got mad at me. I remember that. He was like, he wrote a story. I was in the story. I was like, what are you doing? He's terrible. Stop it. Yeah, because they pushed for it. They wanted it. He can't yeah. play, obviously. Uh, Thankfully, we took Mike Evans. Well, you, by the way, you know who else I don't think is going to be able to play? And now, go ahead, because if I'm wrong here, I'm making it abundantly clear that I think there's no chance uh, that your boy at North Carolina can play a lick. Oh, yeah, Sam Howell. I don't understand yeah. these talks. I do not get it. I, I, don't, I, I don't see it. I don't disagree. At all. Like, not even a little bit. It was part of the fraudulence that is North Carolina oh, going into the last gracious. year. It's like, so what? He's, a, he's not even the best quarterback in the ACC. What are we doing? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Matthew's got it. <laughs> and there he is. He's studying the hand. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, that's a great scene. Um, got yeah, Joe, that's got the, Joe Burrow right, by the way. Oh, I definitely. nailed your book, yep. Joe Burrow. Yeah, the swagger matters, too. That, that matters. Ah, man. That dude is fearless. Everything about old Joe. Solid as a rock, man. I'm like, that guy right there. If his career does not go... 10 to 12 years it's for reasons that are not that don't have anything to do with football it's either he retires because he's bored and he wants to rule the world in monaco or something or he gets hurt there's no way that that dude doesn't have a long career unless unless it stops for bad injury loss. well he, he may get hurt i mean they don't block for him very well that's uh, well, yes <laughs> i mean there's a decent chance that's the way it goes he's been hurt a lot so that is a little disconcerting hour number two fourth coming stay with us jeff Cameron show 93.3 real talk radio and war chant tv